listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome everybody, Mike Pankow here, editor and founder of WindyCitySlam.com and host of the Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to another episode of Chicago Wrestling Talk, and this week we not only have one guest, we have two. Power Entertainment promoter, longtime Chicago area wrestler, Jimmy Blaze will be joining us. Plus, that is a special added bonus. Former AWA wrestler, Chicago area guy, Mickey Shannon will be joining us as well. So we'll bring in Jimmy and Mickey in just a little bit. And we will be talking about POW Entertainment's July 3rd celebration at Bridgeview Park District this Saturday night. All right, before we get to that, let's get into what happened last weekend around the Chicagoland area, primarily Chicago-style wrestling. They had their fallout event, and it was supposed to be outdoors in Lake in the Hills, but we had a bad run of rain and thunderstorms late last week, and they acted quickly late last week to get an indoor venue, uh, I believe it was the Streamwood Park District. Um... They turned it around pretty quickly. They had a great show Saturday night, June 26th. And results and information courtesy of Chicago Style Wrestling's GM, the fabulous Steve Arendt. So let's get right into the show and take a look at the results. We had CJ Esparza defeating Vic Capri, but then the Ice Pick subsequently attacked Esparza to get some of his heat back. Then we move on to Hades X1X. He wins a four-way match with Jax Johnson, Garrison Creed, and Mario Pardua, and he becomes the new number one contender for the CSW Metro Division Championship. Then in a little bit of a rivalry that's been building over the last couple of months, Heather Reckless gets another victory on Mateo Valentine. uh, And Ryan Matthews kind of screws over Mateo. Heather gets another victory over Mateo. And then Ryan Matthews kind of humiliates him after the match. Cake faces him. Mateo's all despondent in the ring. And looks like we may have another chapter to the Mateo Valentine and Ryan Matthews rivalry. So stay tuned for that. Jake from Wrestling retained the CSW Metro Division title over last week's Windy City Slam podcast guest, Axel Rico. Now, if you missed last week's interview with Axel... We talk about La Sociedad Boricua. We talk about his improv. You can check that out on demand now at WindyCitySlam.com as well as wherever you get your podcasts. Axel was a lot of fun to talk to, so if you missed it, go back and check it out. Then we have the Tag Team Championship match, and we have new CSW Tag Team Champions, CNC Destruction. That's Cody James and Chris Miller. They defeat in the four-way match the incoming champions, the Bruise Brothers, the Burning, which is Cypher and Nick Cutler, 
and the team, this mishmash team of Neon Noises Kaiser and Pat Tanaka. Yes, you heard right. The legendary Pat Tanaka from the AWA days with Bad Company, from WWE days with the Orient Express. He's appeared in ECW and I believe even WCW over the years. And he took the place of Rip, who was injured earlier in the night by CNC. So Pat Tanaka came in, actually wrestled during that match. Veteran all-day Marche Rocket defeats Ryan Matthews in a one-on-one affair. Then we have a mixed tag team match. CSW Women's Champion Sky Blue and Jake Painter. They defeat the tandem from Wisconsin, Joey the Jet Avalon and Evil Sierra. And in the main event, Filth King Brubaker retains the CSW Championship by defeating Acid Jazz. Wild and crazy match. Acid Jazz tried to cheat. Marche kind of helped out Brubaker in retaining the title. And after the match... We had Vic Capri and his burning fellows came right out and they decimated Brubaker. They decimated CJ Esparza who tried to help Brubaker and it was a mess. General Manager Steve Arendt ended up coming out granting Vic Capri a future championship match against Filth King Brubaker for the CSW Championship at CSW's next show in Franklin Park on Friday night, July the 16th. So it appears that almost a year after he was stripped of the title due to injury, Vic Capri gets his one-on-one rematch with Brubaker. So we'll see if he could avenge being stripped of the title or if Brubaker has a chance to kind of get his revenge on Capri after being beat up on a couple of different occasions by Capri in the burning. So good stuff once again from Chicago Style Wrestling. They have their next show in about three weeks. Quick turnaround. And... Now, let's get on to one more little thing from last weekend before we go on to this week. Congratulations to IPA, that's the Irish Pub Army, Meat Hooks O'Bannon, and Caven O'Reilly. They're belt collecting now. They're already the POW Entertainment Tag Team Champions. They also became the Underdog Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions this past weekend in Rockford. So, Meat Hooks, Caven, they're collecting belts, and... They're going to be at POW this weekend as well, and we're getting that in just a little bit. As for this week, Summer of Zello is back. Zello Pro returning to Ozinga Field in Crestwood, and that's Thursday night, July the 1st, following the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. And the two announced matches at airtime feature Chico Suave defending the White Castle Bold Move Championship against one sexy mofo, Bryce Benjamin. And in a women's match... The former Zello Pro Women's Champion, Lainey Luck, takes on Sky Blue. She'll be another fun card, one hour following the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game this Thursday night, July 1st. And also Saturday night, in Woodstock, Premier Pro Wrestling has their weekly taping Saturday night, July the 3rd. And now the big event of the weekend is POW Entertainment's 3rd of July celebration, That's it, the Bridgeview Park District. There's all kinds of fun events going on there. There's going to be live music. There's going to be food trucks, fireworks, and POW Entertainment Wrestling. And the show includes matches such as POW Champion Scott Spade with the big man Tiny against the Lost Soul Chris Cairo. And the POW Tag Team Championship will be defended by IPA against the Bad Ombre Cartel with Xavier in their corner. In a flag match, Joey Chichi 
takes on the Masked Marauder. Local kid from the Bridgeview, Oaklawn area, Matt Duar, faces Kazile one-on-one. Then we have veteran Hardcore Craig against Tristan Hayes, who's making a little bit of a comeback in POW Entertainment. So that should be a fun little match. And the one match we're going to be talking about a little bit more in depth in just a few minutes. Jimmy Blaze of The Revolution, the POW Entertainment promoter, the veteran wrestler. He takes on ya boy, Mason Perks. And in that one-on-one match, a former AWA wrestler, Mickey Shannon, will be in Jimmy Blaze's corner, watching his back, because Blaze definitely has a target on his back. The former POW Tag Team Champions are still pissed off. That is BMI, the Bruiser Mass Index, Jamie Race and Mike Idol, and their manager extraordinaire, Joey Roth. I mean, those three guys have talked about invading the fest and maybe getting a little bit of revenge on Jimmy Blaze, as well as Eric Freedom, who's also booked for the show. And Mickey Shannon is there to kind of watch Jimmy's back. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see if BMI tries to make an impact on that show. Also, there's a battle royal at the show. Um, Participants to be determined. And then also advertised for the show. Again, I mentioned some of these names earlier. Eric Freedom, Jamie Race, and Mike Idol, as well as Captain Austin Spicoli. All right. If you are wondering about local Chicago area events, Southeast Wisconsin, Northwest Indiana, Northeast Illinois, check out WindyCitySlam.com. Click on Calendar Events for an exhaustive listing of local wrestling as well as WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and other major events nationally as well. All right. In mere moments, we're going to have our guests coming up. POW Entertainment's promoter, Jimmy Blaze, and former AWA wrestler, Mickey Shannon. Stay tuned. All right, joining us on the line, not one, but two guests. So privileged to have this week on Windy City Slam podcast, POW Entertainment's megastar promoter, wrestler, you name it, longtime Chicago area wrestler, started out at Windy City Wrestling, Jimmy Blaze, psychotic Jimmy Blaze, and also former AWA wrestler, Mickey Shannon. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. This is Jimmy. And this is Mickey, and uh, doing fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Great to have you guys on. And we're going to talk about uh, this coming Saturday night, July the 3rd. It's POW Entertainment. Going to be a huge part of the Bridgeview Park District's 3rd of July celebration. There's going to be a lot of fireworks in the ring before the fireworks out of the ring. Okay. Um, so now your match, uh, Jimmy Blaze, you're taking on, like you said, your boy, Mason Perks, and Mickey Shannon will be in the corner. So what exactly was the setup for this match and, and how is Mickey involved? Either one of you guys want to go ahead and take that. Mickey, if you want to. Okay. I go will. ahead, Jim. I'll pick up from you. Mason started in the wrestling business here at Powell and I trained him when he was 15. I normally don't train people that are that young. Uh, after two and a half hours of meeting with his parents, I decided to do it. He became one of my favorite rookies. He went away to college, got an ego, the people he hung around with turned him into your boy. 
And when he came back, he told Commissioner Hedford he wanted to knock off the old dinosaur being me. Then he got upset that Mickey Shannon was on the poster and started taking shots of Mickey Shannon. He doesn't even know and probably never watched his stuff. So for me, it was very easy to pick Mickey Shannon to be in my corner in case Mason Perks decides to be. Yeah, and uh, I also gave Mason the uh, option if he wanted to cross my path. No problem. And uh, we'll see what happens if he does decide to cross my path. I know you're right. I know you're right. And, yeah, and with uh, Jimmy got to see me uh, work out in the ring, and he knows that I would not be doing this if I didn't think I was capable of doing this. You're 100% capable and ready for anything. Yeah. So, M- Mickey, um, mm-hmm. you have lost quite a bit of weight over the last couple of years. Um, like, there's this whole thing going on with you called Never Say Never. Now, what yeah. kind of inspired you to get back into training a little bit? And how long has it been since you actually competed in a match? We won't go. Okay. The reason I stepped down from doing the matches um, was at the age of 30, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I fought it two more times since the fact I was diagnosed with cancer. That's fine. Um, 11, maybe a year ago, um, I dropped the weight within a year's time. And um, hitting the weights, doing leg presses for 300 and, 310 pounds for three sets of 15 reps each set. Um, usually what I, usually with me, what I do, I go to the extremes. I would not recommend for individuals to do what I do or how I do it, but that's the old school and um, of doing things. I mean, you go into a gym today and you see somebody just sits down on a weight machine and oh, they got to wipe it down and all that stuff. When back in my day, we had... That's why I call where I work out the Iron Dungeon. You know, you guys sweating and no big deal. You know, mm-hmm. we were probably healthier back then too. Um, but um, so when I lost the weight, uh, I basically, because Jim see me at the 300 and something pounds. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I lost the weight, I figured, you know what? I got to put the icing on the cake. I got to uh, finish what was taken from me, and it'd be my way of saying F you to cancer. So, and the never say never is, that came about because um, inspiration for people. A lot of people give up. Um, and it even with this, it's persistence and persistence. And the thing is, there's times I do not want to. Okay, but once you get there and start doing it, working out or whatever, you feel great. And um, this time with the wrestling, probably because there's no, what can I say? No, um, oh, I got to do this. I got to be the best, you know, blah, 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 because I want to get here. I want to get there. I want to be with this, you know, um, since there isn't anything like that, um, it's, it's a lot more fun, believe it or not. And the, back in the day, ECW called me, and they wanted me to come out and try out for six months. 
And the thing was, six months, hmm. And if I don't make it, what happens? Hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I had uh, was working for 3M, making good money, machine operator and all that, besides wrestling. And uh, I made a decision back then. And um, But Vern Gagne was moving me kind of. Jimmy seen, has seen the tapes. Uh, the stars, we were working together. Um, I take from them and went back and forth. And Stan Hansen was my last guy. He was a champion. And uh, I took it to him for more so than most people, even Rick Martell got to take to him. So um, I can't complain. I really can't. Yeah, I know you have a good history with a bunch of guys with Vern and the AWA and all that. Um, and Bruiser and stuff like that, yeah. Yep. You've wrestled guys like Hogan and Iron Sheik and Jesse Ventura, Adrian Adonis, mm -hmm. Greg Gagne, mm -hmm. Jim Brunzel, and the list just goes on and on and on. Um, and I know you, you told me a story um, a while back um, when we first met um, about how Adrian Adonis was such a, a giving wrestler in the ring when you wrestled him. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. We, 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 it's, you know, I came home and, uh, from that match and because he believed in, you know, I, I believe in contact. There was no, you know, you know, Hey, go at it. Period. And he did. And he took, he gave, I accepted and I gave. And the second fall was me and Sonny Rogers against Jesse and, Adonis on TV in the studio for Vern Gagne. And second fall, I pinned Adonis. And because uh, we went at it. And uh, I actually came home with bootlace welts on my shoulder from being kicked. But you know what? You accept that because that's yeah. where you put yourself into that environment. And if you're going to be put over, expect to take some things with it with you okay if you're going to take it you're going to take it all the way yeah so um jimmy what convinced you to bring mickey on board in your corner saturday night and also too you guys just posted a video on the power entertainment facebook page within the last couple of days showing mickey and how he was kind of uh wrapping you up and giving you the business a little bit so go ahead and uh, kind of tell me how you guys got hooked up for this well, on the video you just saw, there's never an opportunity that I can step in the ring with somebody that paved the way for me. That right there is something for me that learned from Mickey Shannon. Uh, maybe a different way, but I'm telling you, that guy is tough as nails. And uh, my mind's just not there lately because of this whole BMI thing. They're upset and they want to come after me, but whatever. I have Mickey Shannon watching my back at ringside. I have Eric Freedom, my BFF. He'll be watching from a distance. But the whole um, thing here with Mickey Shannon is we did a show in Bridgeview in 2020 in February, right before all the COVID shutdown happened and yep. the pandemic. And uh, the connection there was uh, they wanted to do a wrestling show. And through a mutual friend, Mickey called me and asked me if I would do it. And in a heartbeat, I said yes. He asked another promoter before me, 
that asked them how far is that. That's not the answer you give somebody. Uh, you really want to get out there and want to wrestle. And it's about making money uh, and getting your product seen. You take every opportunity you can. Yep. So that was the, the connection to start. Um, Mickey talked about being 300 pounds when I first saw him. And that was the day of that show. He came out. I don't think he hung out for the whole night, but uh, the girl that set up the show made sure that I got to meet him. And uh, we've been talking here and there ever since. And when the weight loss came, he asked if he could start coming up to the training school and just bump around. And uh, he, can, he can confirm on a Friday night, this past one, it was probably 120 degrees inside, so you're dripping wet and you're doing it. So why mm-hmm. think you should blow around that ring and beat people up? That just makes me smile because I'm not just giving kids an opportunity to live out their dream. Here's somebody that paved the way for all of us, got his ass kicked back in the day. He's coming back to kick ass at my school, and it's just something so cool and so special to see. So now, BMI, you mentioned Jamie Race and Mike Idol. These guys were tag team champions in POW for quite a while. Then the IPA knocked them off, won the titles within the last couple of months or so. And now they seem to want to be taking things out on you. And and their manager, obviously, Joey Roth as well, a little bit of a nefarious dude there. Those guys, for whatever reason, are, are targeting the Revolution and Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom. So what... What do you plan on doing if um, they try to back jump you at Saturday night's show? Uh, if that's what happens, which they're sneaks. They come from behind. Joey Roth, you've been around this a while, Mike, to know that Joey Roth, anywhere he goes, he shoots his mouth off. He's been doing that in POW forever. I have Eric Freedom, my tag team partner, watching my back. But more importantly, right at ringside, I have an AWA star, Mickey Shannon, who he's lost all this weight and he wants to give a big F you to cancer. I tell BMI and Joey Roth, they can come, they can try, but we'll stop it. Mickey, what's your um, statement on the whole BMI situation? Uh, You know what? It only hurts for a while, so I'm not afraid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not at all. I run a very thin line between being Mr. Nice Guy and that, between keeping cool and snapping. And once I get touched, now you're going down a rabbit hole you may not want to come out of or you may not get out of. So um, even at this stage in life, you know, don't mess because uh, I don't know if – if Jimmy had to do this, but in my day of wrestling, we all had to be registered with the state of Illinois because we walk a very thin line between uh, um, if we get in a fight or something, we better be the ones that are hit first because if we do the hitting first, we're in big trouble. So yep. I have no fear. Um, I fought a lot of other things tougher than the living. So that's where I stand on that. You, guys, you brought up the commission just now, and uh, being two guys that have been in the business for a long, long time, back when the commission still, you know, kind of had its hold on wrestling in Illinois, um, what was that like having to deal with some of the, uh, 
you know, the machinations and maybe the paperwork and some of the other things involved with the commissioner? Well, on my end, I only got into the business side when Sonny Rogers, which uh, Mickey Shannon brought him up that he tagged with him. Cool story Mm -hmm. for me because Sonny Rogers is the one that technically was my first trainer in wrestling. Um, Sonny Rogers was after Windy City. He started PWI and then decided to incorporate it and uh, run PCW along with Rick Knight, myself, and a bunch of other investors came in. That was towards the end of the commission. Every time we ran a show, you had to have a paramedic there to take blood pressure, uh, make sure that you were healthy to do it. And the other thing, the reason there's 90 million wrestling companies in Illinois right now there is no athletic commission or pro wrestling. With that, you needed a, a license to run shows, and that was $5,000. But if you think back to then to now, how many of these companies out there have the five grand to go and buy the license if it was reinstated? Not many. Yeah. Plus, you so, had to be approved. You had to be approved correct. to get that license. And uh, the people that kind of ran. Illinois for wrestling matches, that was a hard, uh, <laughs> a hard two guys to get past. <laughs> Tough not to crack. Uh, that's uh, a control. Yeah. So um, before I let you guys go, um, promote whatever uh, public social media you guys have, and then um, Jimmy, if you can get into what's coming up for Power Down the Pipeline, because it seems like you guys have a ton of shows coming up in the next month or so. Yeah, we actually do. Um, on Facebook, it's Power Entertainment. Instagram, Power Entertainment, that's the company. Uh, I have a fan page, Psychotic Jimmy Blaze. There's also a personal page, Jim Blaze, which it's a personal page, but I have tons of wrestlers on it as well as fans. Uh, so those are your social medias. As far as shows coming up, you got July 3rd, we're at Bridgeview, 8100 South Beloit, Bridgeview, Illinois. The wrestling starts at 7, bands at 5.30, fireworks after our show, and there's food trucks all day. Uh, 17th of July, we're in Rockford for Psychobilly Nightmare Freak Show first time we're involved in that it's bands all day from 12 to 12 15 bucks gets you in uh the only way you can buy tickets is through their event page or at the gate um, wrestling there starts at 6 15 a little odd time but uh it's good with me another event that we get our name out there august 6th uh it's a new project that i'm doing it's called friday night lights and it's an opportunity for all my rookies that don't necessarily get on the normal POW shows right now, some experience in front of fans, as well as a bunch of people from around the area that have begged me to come in, us a chance to have them come in and look at them. Uh, the next night, August 7th, and that uh, that's a big one for me. We return to the American Legion in Fox Lake, Illinois, and that has always been referred to uh, from all my roster that's our Madison Square Garden. Everything cool always has happened in that building. And it, it, it's a huge night that we get to return there after all the modifications they've done to that building. They've been waiting for us. So it's it's going to be a huge, huge month coming up, like you said. 
All right, fellas. Uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, very excited about Saturday night's event, July 3rd celebration in Bridgeview. Looking forward to seeing both of you guys out there. And if uh, BMI dares tries to back jump you guys, I'll be interested to see what the reaction is going to be. Well, Mike, you'll be there too. I think you could just swing and punch one of them. Maybe Joey Roth in these days. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Mike. Thank for you very us. much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That was a fun interview with Jimmy Blaze and Mickey Shannon. And if you're looking for something to do on July the 3rd and you're around the southwest suburbs of Chicago, check out POW Entertainment's 3rd of July celebration at the Bridgeview Park District. There's something for everybody. There's going to be live music, food trucks, fireworks, and of course the wrestling show featuring Jimmy Blaze and Mickey Shannon in his corner. Pow Entertainment, going to have a great show. I'm looking forward for the very first time of attending a Pow Entertainment show live and covering it for WindyCitySlam.com as well. So very excited about that. Okay, that'll wrap it up for this week's Windy City Slam podcast. And next week, we'll recap the 3rd of July celebration for POW Entertainment, and bring aboard special guest, manager extraordinaire, color commentator, and even occasional wrestler, the villain, Joey Roth. So long, everybody.